Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to which we can say, Amen. Our text is from Leviticus. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. I am reminded when I look at this text of the first of the Heidelberg Theses of Luther. The law of God, the most salutary doctrine of life, cannot advance man on his way to righteousness, but rather hinders him. And I think we can sum up our text by saying, that it indicates that we should be good people, not hating our neighbor, not acting badly, not being greedy, not lying in court, and all kinds of other things. And you see, when we get to preach here in chapel, we have a disadvantage because the pericopal system was put together with three pericopes, not one, and this text is designed to buttress the text of the Good Samaritan, which means when you preach this text alone, there is a significant bit missing that makes it a lot easier to preach. But this is a wonderful text that says what the result of being in Christ Jesus should be. And there really is nothing wrong with saying that a person should be a good person. It just doesn't tell you how to get there. It's like going to the doctor. If you have a good doctor, and I hope you do, he asks not about what's wrong with you, but rather what your symptoms are. These rules and behaviors are the symptoms of a good person, a person who really follows the central law of loving the neighbor as themselves. How do we get there, though? Well, in the Old Testament, there was an assumption that as a person of Israel, you might follow the law. That assumption was based on the promise of a Messiah who was to come. In the New Testament, we see much more clearly that Messiah. We see that he has gone out and become the pariah. He has become, if you will, the Samaritan. He is the outcast. Now in that tale, in that account, the Samaritan turns out to be the best of the three, even though the other two are to be the shining examples of their religious society, a priest and a Levite. And yet it is the Samaritan who gives up his property, his ride, 
his time and deals with the absolute grossness of this person who's been totally beaten up. And not only that, but pays something extra. And the question to the host in that story is, which one of these was neighbor? The law can tell you what to do and not to do, but only through Christ Jesus can we become people who actually do good before God. This good does not save us. It has nothing to do with our salvation except that it is a result of it. But nonetheless, once we believe, God expects us to live as new people. It is expected not because it is a duty, but because new things should do new things. That's all there's to it. God looks at us as new. He declares us to be new. He makes us new. And in the new creation, we can look at this law as a positive thing. And now we get to live a new life of loving our neighbor in various ways. I got to preach on this text yesterday in a farming community, and I advised them that they probably should just reap their whole field. I didn't think any poor person was going to come down and scavenge, but maybe they should make a donation to the poor to support the law. But nonetheless, there are many things here that being in Christ Jesus would allow us to demonstrate that love for neighbor that is the core of the law and also the core of the Christian life. After all, Jesus did not say, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have sound doctrine for one another. Jesus said, by this shall, you, shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And now we're going to sing number 706.